Welcome to Get Unstuck and Sexy podcast show with your host, B. Wright Jones. Sexy is the acronym for self-confidence, excitement, extra, and yes, I can. This podcast show will bring you encouragement, inspiration, and hope. Know that it's time to walk in your purpose with clarity, confidence, and power. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. Welcome to Get Unstuck and Sexy with B. Wright Jones. Welcome to the show. The show is being brought to you by Keep Looking Up with B. Wright Jones, LLC. And I'm so glad that you guys are with me on today. If you don't know me, and this is your first time listening to the show, I am Belinda and I am the host of Get Unstuck and Sexy. And um, I'm a published author. I'm also a certified life coach, online life coach. I'm a blogger. I am also a global speaker and I am a CBD and hemp distributor and also your lovely podcast host. So again, I wanted to welcome you to the show purpose of the show is to motivate, to encourage, and to inspire you to walk in your purpose with clarity, confidence, and power. It is a uh, resource for you so that you can get messages of hope to know that you still can write your story. Your story does not have to end in defeat. It does not have to end in sorrow, but we have the power to change the trajectory of our lives. If you walk in faith, things can change at any moment because God can do that. So welcome again to the show. I'm so excited about my guest today. You know, the subject that we're gonna talk about today is one that really sometimes people are afraid to speak about. Uh, Many times people are ashamed to talk about it and some are really suffering in silence um, because sometimes people just really don't understand. But these things need to be addressed and need to be talked about. So today, my special guest is coming to you today to talk on the subject about mental health, making your mental health a priority. So I want to tell you a little bit about my special guest before she comes on. Her name is Cynthia Mobley Howell, and she is a minister, international speaker, best-selling author, life coach, and mental health advocate. She is widely regarded as the go-to source on mental wellness. She is the founder, oh, I'm sorry, CEO and founder of How Well Are You? where she, where her mission is dedicated to ending the stigma surrounding mental illness. Her passion with regards to mental wellness stems from being the only sibling of four who was not affected by mental illness. Wow, that really got me right there. So we're going to bring her into the room Cynthia, come on in the room. Come on in the room. 
Yes, welcome. Hello. Hello. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the show. So glad and excited that you're here with us on today. Thank you so much for accepting the invitation. Yes. Thank you for extending the invitation. It is my honor yes. and pleasure and a privilege yes. to be here. Amen. Linda. Thank you. Thank you so much. Look, we're going to get right into it because your story just really like hit me. I'm like, wow, you have a house of your house has you said four siblings, correct? That four is. siblings that were all affected by mental illness. You were the only one out of your other four siblings that was not affected by mental illness. I can't even grasp that i'm like wow talk to us about that how, how did you handle that um and now you know i just have to commend you because now you're an advocate about mental health you're helping others but still that's 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 deep that's deep yeah talk to us about that wow yeah well sometimes you know it, it can be very surreal and this is one of those moments because as you described uh, my lived experience, it was just taking me down memory lane. And I was thinking to myself, yeah, that, that is pretty amazing. You know, I can't believe that this happened myself, but it did. So just to give you a little backdrop, I was raised in a home with mm -hmm. three other siblings, all brothers. Okay. Uh, my parents were they're no longer here, but they were devout Christians. My father was a deacon in the church. Uh, my mother was a minister. And yes. uh, we, knew, we, know, we knew nothing but church. We were church babies. Okay. However, somewhere down the line, things took a turn for the worse for us. You know, you think because you're in church and yeah. And, uh, you're being raised in the nourishment and the admonition of the Lord that, you know, the, the perception is that, you know, everything is perfect, but we know better now. We know that yeah. things happen to everybody. No one is exempt, but That's being right. um, faith-based, you know, we tend to look at things a little bit differently from the world, if you will. So being in a Christian home, when my brothers started displaying these signs, of mental illness, first of all, no one recognized that that's what it was. We thought mm -hmm. they were just being boys, you know, boys yeah. will be boys. We thought that, you know, they were just, you know, acting out as we all do, boys and girls. So, but no one attributed what was going on to uh, that they were dealing with mental health issues. Yeah. Now, mind you, this was in the maybe mid to late 70s where we definitely didn't talk about this. We didn't yeah. talk about it as a as a society. And we definitely didn't talk about it in church. And I'll touch on that, you know, as we go on. So anyway, mm -hmm. um, the signs were there. Unfortunately, we just didn't recognize the signs. Therefore. Yeah due to um, the fact that we didn't, my brother's stories didn't end up too well. Now I will tell you when we did recognize what was going on because yeah. by this time they had, 
you know, been acting out and doing things where the law enforcement would have to be called. And that's when we recognized that it was not just people were acting out, but there was something going on. But mm-hmm. then there was denial. So I have an acronym, IDA, I-D-A, which means to identify, don't deny, and act. You identify the unusual symptoms. We know our people and we know, you know, Belinda, you know, that's just Belinda. But then mm-hmm. there's something about if Belinda goes to the far left, then we like, ah, wait a minute, something is wrong. Right. So, mm-hmm. Exactly. So we need to identify the unusual behaviors. Once we identify those behaviors, we don't deny. Don't pretend that, oh, it's not there. You know, uh, as Judge Million says on People's Court, how did that work out for you? You know, so we don't deny. And then we act. We want to act quickly to get that individual the help that they need. So part of my passion is and my focus is early intervention because that's exactly why my brother's stories ended the way they did and why my family was devastated because when we saw what was going on, then there was no intervention. And by the time there was, it was too late. Wow. Now, when you say it was too late, how did just, how did your brothers, how did their story end? Well, and we'll talk about this later. You know that um, I have a book coming out. My oldest brother just okay. could not manage the he couldn't manage living with the mental illness. So he eventually at the age of 31 or 32, he committed suicide. Oh, wow. My middle brother. Yeah. He, he was bipolar. He was bipolar. My middle brother is schizophrenic. He has not been seen or heard from in over two decades. He just, one day he walked away and nobody has seen or heard from him. What? Oh my goodness. Wow. And my youngest brother who is schizophrenic has been institutionalized in a maximum security facility for the criminally insane for the past 34 years. What? Oh my God. Oh, wow. Wow. I can't, I can't get over that. Oh my goodness. It's something, this is real. You know, this is real. And like you said, you know, it, it, you know, you believe sometimes you, you brought up in a Christian home that some of these things won't touch us, but we know that's not the case. We know that's not the case. And, you know, I know, you know, my own personal story, you know, you, it's so important to take care of your mental health, take care of your peace, make sure, you know, that uh, you're not under a lot of stress and different things, because I know years ago, I had so much stress and I was going through so much that I felt like I was almost at a verge of a nervous breakdown, you know, and I thank God that God kept me. He kept me. But this thing is real. If you don't take care of yourself and your mental health, making sure that you're peaceful and not allowing things, you know, to affect you in a certain way, making sure you know the people that are around you. Also, that's important um, because sometimes, you know, the company you keep can also be detrimental to your mental health. You, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, Absolutely. yeah, yeah, Absolutely. yeah. So it's so important. But, and thank you, you know, for sharing everything and being so transparent. But at this stage, it, it, where we're at now in 2022, 
Do you feel like the church is making any progress in touching on mental health? What have you seen? Do you believe that they're talking about it more because there was a time I really, nobody wanted to touch on it. Nobody wanted to talk about it. It was like taboo. It was like, you know, ain't nothing, you know, ain't nothing wrong with them. They just, they just, they just act like that. But no, these, these, this is serious. So what have you seen in the church? Do you believe that this is something that's being addressed now in the church? It's funny that you would ask that question, Belinda, because first I'll answer the question and then I will tell you the reason for my answer. I believe it is now because, and then I say it's funny that you would ask that question because last week I actually tuned in to the Church of God in Christ um, convocation. Okay. And, uh, you know, the Church of God in Christ is the largest African-American Pentecostal organization in the U.S. Yes. I actually tuned in just when a young man was at the podium sharing his experience, a minister, by the way, of living as a paranoid schizophrenic. This is the Church of God in Christ conversation and one of their sessions was dedicated to mental wellness to mental health oh wow and the young man was i i did a a video about it a short video about it i think last week that i posted on my social media yeah i was like is he really standing there talking? And he is living as a paranoid schizophrenic as we speak. I'm not talking about what he used to be. (laughs) He is a paranoid schizophrenic. And the bishop, after the, because they had had a panel, which I did not see that part of it. And I'm going to go back and look at the replay because I want to see the whole thing. They had a panel and he happened to, and he was on the panel, but he also was a speaker. And he literally stood there and was telling us his experience of living as a schizophrenic. And I was so amazed because I'm like, first of all, I'm like, what? And Church of God in Christ of all churches, you know, the Church of God in Christ is kind of like of the elite status, if you will. Yes. So for them to be addressing that, I thought it was very impressive because Yes. And the ratings are going down with churches in general these days for whatever reason. Yeah. People seem to yeah. not have respect like they used to for the church. For them to address this, yes. I was totally and now they're on, you know, they're on the worldwide internet. They're on Facebook, they're on YouTube. So this is going worldwide. Yeah. But this is the thing that really blew me away. Okay. The next day, I was watching the last session. And they had an ordination service. He was ordained as an elder. Wow. Isn't that something? And I could see when when he was speaking, I'm like, oh, my God, I can so relate. The things that he was was talking about that he did. But this is is the caveat with him. He maintains his treatment program. He okay. stays on his medication because he was like, oh, I'm going to take my medication. I make <laughs> sure I right. feel, 
You know what I'm saying? That's he was right. very transparent. Yes. He was being real. And see, this was one of the issues. Let me let me go yeah. back a little bit with yeah. my brothers. When I say too yeah. late, once we determined that they did have mental health issues and we did seek treatment for them, the reason why I said it was too late, because they had been enthralled in this 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 mental illness for so long, so long. they were at a point where I'm not going to, at the time they called it the guidance clinic, where, you know, you have to keep your follow-up appointments, where you have to stay on your main medication. They weren't yeah. doing any of that. So the okay. mental health, the local mental health unit and the state hospital was a revolving door for my brothers. You know, wow. they would act out. Um, the, the authorities would be called. They would come to get them. They would take them to the local mental health unit. They would be in the mental health unit for 72 hours. And if they didn't uh, respond to the treatment there, then they would have to be sent to the Florida State Hospital. And that could be like a 30-day stay. So this was just a revolving. It became a revolving door for us, for at least for my brothers. Because, you know, the one that went off into the blue yonder wasn't involved in that part of it. But these other two the Florida State Hospital and the mental health unit. It was just a revolving door. My oldest brother actually was in the state hospital when he committed suicide. Oh, really? Wow. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my gosh. That's in the book. The whole story is there. Everything is there. Wow. So yes, so you are working on a project now. You have a book that's coming out titled Crazy Didn't Get Me. Wow. Now, in this book, are you, can you just give us a little sneak peek, just a little sneak peek as to what the people can expect from your project? And if you have a date, when is that coming out? Sure. And I'll answer this question first. I don't have a date. I'm still okay. you know, working with my publisher to establish all of that. But as soon as there's a date, you yes. all will be the first to know. <laughs> yes. As far as what to expect, yeah. expect exactly what was happening on a yeah. regular basis at yeah. 1002 East 9th Court. The subtitle yeah. of my book is, the book is Crazy Didn't Get Me, but the subtitle is Nightmare on 9th Court because I lived oh. on 9th Court. Wow. Okay. Expect to hear exactly. I'm. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not sugarcoating. Not sugarcoating anything. This the is the raw thing, deal. This Everything. is the raw truth. This is as as the young folks say. I'm keeping it 100. Yeah. <laughs> so wow. Expect to hear exactly. Yeah. What went on from day to day. Expect to hear things like. My youngest brother, who was the, he was always the rambunctious one. So he is probably the main (laughs) character, you know, in this book because there was so much drama surrounding him. But he would do things like, and again, everybody looked at it as acting out at first. He would do things like, I always jokingly say, I don't know if you remember, but I remember the time when you would go to a fast food restaurant and you would order Mm -hmm. your food and pay for it after you ordered it. After yeah. you got your food. I yeah. don't know how many people remember that. Maybe I'm dating. I do. Myself, I remember that, right? I always yeah. date. I always kid and say my my brother was the reason why mm-hmm. you have to pay for your food before you get it now. Because he, oh, would, go fast, yeah. he would go to a fast food restaurant, yeah. order yeah. food, eat it, 
and commenced to walking out without pain. And then Whoa. when he would try to, yeah. So then when the, the, the staff would try to stop him, he would make a scene, the police would be wow. called and they would just like slap him on the wrist like he's being mischievous. Little did anybody know, dude was dealing with mental health issues. Wow, isn't that something? Yeah, he would go to a, a convenience store. He would go to a convenience store and just shop the um, shop the um, shelves and take stuff off just the shelves. Eat. Eat. Yeah. And then start to walk out the door. And when the clerk would try to stop him, he would go off, threaten to kill them and kill their wow. family. The cops would be called. And by this time, they knew my brother. So they would have to come 4D, even though he was very thin. But I don't know if you yeah. know anything about people with severe mental illnesses. They are very strong. They are very strong. So the cops, would yeah. have to, they knew Dwight Mobley, come 4D because he ain't going down without a fight. So these are the types of things that you'll read about in the book. Okay. Wow. That's something. You know, I, I have to ask, when you, as well as your parents, became fully aware of what was happening and really what was going on with your brothers. That was like a moment, I know, like a surreal moment. What happened? I mean, did you sit down, you and your, your parents? Was there a talk? I mean, what happened at that moment when you realized really what was going on the bible says my people perish for lack of knowledge yeah. and unfortunately my daddy was passive a good man but he yeah. just was not involved okay. my mama okay. my mama's um line was they need to pray they need to go to church yeah well, you know what again yeah how did that work out for us it did yeah. So yeah. there was never a meeting of the minds. There was never a, well, let's sit down and, and let's try to, you know, it, it just, it was, it yeah. was just total chaos and chaotic. And, you know, people just turned the other way. Yeah. I, I mean, my parents, my, like I yeah. said, my daddy, he was clueless. So, yeah. and yeah. it's funny, this is a whole nother talk show, but all of this is in the book. My daddy was, my daddy was very old. He was about 20 something years older than my mama. He was like 70 okay. when I was born. So he was wow. uneducated. Yeah. Yeah. He was uneducated and okay. all they knew was work hard. You know, I'm yeah. work hard. That's that's what they work hard and go to church. Anything yeah. else after that, you know, we, we just yeah. don't deal with it. So basically yeah. they just didn't deal with it. Wow. You know, it's just like, okay, this is happening. Yeah. But we don't know what to do. Yeah. And now we kind of have, we, we have a clue now, but Yeah, they really didn't have a clue. They just lacked understanding. You know, understanding. Mama, yeah, she was pretty smart, but she was not educated. She only went to the seventh grade in school. She was a domestic worker. Yeah. So I would have to attribute a lot of the lack of them being treated to just ignorance. They yeah. just didn't know what to do. Yeah. And how to do it, even though, you know, there was, I will say this, there was this one lady that worked at the guidance clinic. I never will forget okay. she was the nurse. She was, she was a social worker. Her name was Mrs. Patterson. And okay. she, she, she had an affinity for my youngest brother. And I remember okay. when he wouldn't show up for his appointments, she would yeah. literally come to our house 
Wow. And try to try to, you know, um find out what was going on with him. Yeah. So, but you know, yeah, she needed some cooperation. Yeah. But right. nobody knew what to do. Now I'm standing back because there's five years between me and my youngest. I'm the baby. I'm the youngest. Okay. So, okay. But I've always paid attention. So I'm I'm a young girl and I'm I'm seeing all of this. And then by the time I became a teenager, you know, it's like you you just like this is my life. It, yeah. It, it, that's how we were living. Yeah. You know, yeah. and the word on the street was all of the Mobleys are crazy. You know, Whoa. yeah, because people knew, you know, people knew what was yeah. going on. And yeah, it, it was it was tough. <laughs> yes, yeah. I can imagine. I can imagine. Wow. That's something. Um, You know, it's just amazing now, you know, how God kept you. So that you could be that voice, you could be that advocate for others that are going through some of the same things people that may be afraid to speak about it you're now that voice to talk about it you know and god has a way of how he does things you know he's so amazing so amazing so now with what you're doing you know with being an advocate and all your involvement um with your your business how well are you um what are you doing in the in the community? Um, how can people reach out to you? People that are listening to this show and say, you know, they want some help or what can you provide for them um, when they don't know what to do? Can you help us out there? Yeah, yeah. so right now I'm in the process of connecting with NAMI. NAMI is the National Alliance on Mental Illness. It's the largest grassroots uh, mental health organization in the U.S. I actually okay. uh, am published in NAMI. I did a publication where I told okay. my story in July of 2021. So I'm okay. actually working with them to establish a support group in my okay. area. Um, okay. I live in Central Florida and okay. the closest support group that uh, that NAMI for, for NAMI is probably about three hours away, but I want a support wow. group here. Yes, because yes. I know you know I I worked in, in clerical support in a behavioral health unit, and I live it, so I yeah. can spot somebody with a mental illness a mile yeah. away. You know, yeah. so and I know that there's a need for support, but people mm-hmm. just don't don't know if they have a safe place to land. So my goal is that people would know that they have a safe place to land and that that they don't have to um, be concerned if people are going to look at them sideways when they say that they have um, a mental illness. Because as you said, as you stated earlier, uh, so many people are suffering in silence. So that's the, the main thing that I'm doing basically while I'm in the process of that, you know, I'm very active on social media. I'm on 
most of the, the main line social media platforms. So I'm just okay. making sure I'm posting information in regards to support, helplines, yes. you know, if people need help, how they can reach out to help. And I'm always including my link in there. So people can yes. always reach out to me and I will also, you know, be um, involved in, in seeking and helping them seek the help that they need. But I want to say this really quick. When you yes. were talking about how I made it out, quote unquote, um, there's a, a verse in Genesis. I can't remember the chapter in the verse right now, but okay. often we quote it, but we don't quote the whole thing. But it right. talks about when Joseph, you know, we know the story of, of Joseph. Yes, and his brothers. And, Bible and, yeah, and what they did to yeah. him and how he was in yes. prison and how he went from the pit to the prison to the palace. And then yes. the Bible talks about how, you know, what the devil meant for evil, God used it for good. But the part that we often leave out off of that verse, that's not the yes. verse. It says what, and I'm paraphrasing, what the devil meant for evil, God used for good so that yes. many people might be saved. So yes. it, it's not just about oh, what God, what the enemy meant for evil, God using it for my good. No, he, he's not using it for my good. He's using it's it for the purpose the people. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So, yes. so what I went through yes. and made it out of, yes. God is using it so other people can do not have to go through if at all right. possible, what we went through, they can come out on their, their stories can end differently yes. from how our story ended. Amen. So, Amen. Yeah, so, Thank you. Yeah, and I'm That's also, so yes. And I've also been, because my other part B of my passion, part A is early intervention and part B is bridging the gap between the faith-based community yes. and the mental health community. So I've been, you know, I, I talk to my pastor and I drop a few nuggets, you know, he knows what I'm doing yeah. to kind of let him know what I would love for my role to be in my Amen. local congregation, because it begins at home and then spreads abroad. Right. My pastor right. is supportive of me. So I'm looking to be able to somehow um, bring, bring a program into my church yes. that okay. can offer support uh, for Amen. those again, who are looking for a safe place to land. Amen. That's awesome. That's awesome. I wish you the best with that because it's so needed. It's so necessary. Yes, that's awesome. Thank you so much. I have to ask, um, as we wrap things up, if you could say one thing to someone that's listening right now that may be struggling with their mental health, but they're afraid to come forward. What would you say to them right now to encourage them or to let them know that they don't have to suffer in silence anymore? Absolutely. And yeah. again, you know, uh, uh, scripture comes to mind, you know, brethren, I, I wish above all things that you would prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers, be in health. Yes. So that means yes. your mental wellness as well. So God has designed us, even though we're going to go through things, we know that we're not exempt. No one is exempt. I don't care what color you are. I don't care what age you are. I don't care what so your social economics economic status is, if you will, 
I don't yeah. care. You know, we're not exempt from these things. So I would say to a person that's struggling and they don't want to talk about it, think about this first and foremost. You were designed to live a great quality life. Right. You weren't That's designed right. to not live a life full of prosperity. And when I say prosperity, I'm not just talking about things, but right. your soul needs to prosper. God has a purpose for every last one of us. And if we get stuck in a situation where we are allowing our mental health or our physical yeah. health or whatever it is to affect us to the point where we're debilitated and we can't do what God has called us to do, then yeah. I don't think God is cool with that. So in order for us to walk in purpose, we need to be whole and we need to be healthy. I would say to a person that's struggling, I would simply say to you, don't suffer in silence. You're looking at someone who survived that was raised in a family that suffered in silence. Yeah. And because yeah. we suffered in silence, we have paid the ultimate price. I have slash had three very talented brothers. They could sing, they could play instruments. They were bad to the bone. They called them the Mobley boys when we were growing up in Wow. And we used to, um, when we would have the, the, the church programs, when we would have the conventions and they would have talent night um, yeah. on Friday night where everybody would display their talents, you know, they were very um, envied because they always won first place because they could wow. sing, as we say. Wow. All of that talent is lost. This is in the book. It's in the book. So yeah. make sure you get the book. All the details of their talents and, and, and what yes. they possess all. Of, so my brother, that's, that's lost. Yeah. One is in the grave. One, we have no idea where he is. And the other one is locked up. So all of that talent is gone to so waste. Unfortunate. Yeah. Very unfortunate. Nobody yeah. can tell me that that was the will of God. No, that's right. that was the lack of someone not reaching out, someone being too ashamed to talk about what was going on. I've been talking about this. People are talking about it now more so since the pandemic. You can look yeah. at my social. I've been talking about this since 2016. I've been wow. talking about this since 2016. So this wow. is not new to me. Yeah. It's not new to me. Yeah. So, so to Amen. recap, I would say to that person, you don't have to suffer in silence. You, That's right. you are not alone. That's right. You're not alone. Reach out to a trusted source. Reach yes. out to a trusted source. And I guarantee you, there's help. There's help. If there wasn't help, that would be different. But the yeah. help is there. Yes, so reach is. out. Don't, you don't have to suffer in silence because right. you're not alone. That's what I would say to you. Amen. Thank you so much. Wow. You have been so amazing. And I have to say to you, you know, I, I, I love what you're doing with your own life, your own personal life. You know, I've saw on your, your page um, before you were doing the challenge. The, was it uh, the, 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 the raw vegan challenge? Well, yeah, it started out. I, I've been vegan. I've been eating uh, plant-based since 2019. And oh, then nice. I, yeah, so I've been eating plant-based since 2019, but, okay. um, 
few weeks ago, I decided to do a raw vegan challenge where I'm not eating any cooked foods at all. It started out as a 14 day challenge and we are on. You went, you surpassed that. Where you at now? Yeah. So I'm on, I'm on day 58, 59 on day Yeah. And, 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 and quickly, let me, let me say something. I believe in a holistic approach. I wrote this today. Okay. How well are you? We believe in a holistic approach and I'm sorry if I'm looking away from the camera because I'm reading it on my other screen. Okay. Okay. We believe in a holistic approach to mental health awareness that provides support that looks at the whole person, not just your mental health, needs. We consider your physical, emotional, and spiritual well-being. So when we put all of that together, together. we can be successful. So yeah, so I'm doing this challenge. I feel great. God willing. I can imagine. Yeah. God willing, I'll be 63 years old. um, What? Yeah. And I'm telling you, when I tell you, I feel like I'm I'm like, you about ready to run a marathon over there. (laughs) Yeah. And I will. And I I am a runner. Um, I haven't ran in a while yet, but I've run in several races when I lived in Pittsburgh. I've run uh, 5K, 10K. Yeah. And uh, you know, so yeah, so I I, I feel great. My mental clarity, mental clarity is great. So that's so, and I'm just kind of like, I'm locked in. I'm like, God, how am I going to get out of this? I'm like, well, you know what? Let me, I'll just go, I'll run on and see what the end going to be. <laughs> I know that's right. <laughs> that is awesome. That is so amazing. And, you know, I just um, love your spirit. I love what you're doing. And I love, you know, how you're so transparent and you're just telling it like it is, you know. So continue to do what you're doing. Continue to do great things. Um, and just continue to be you because you are a light and you are making such a positive difference and an impact in the world. So thank you for everything. Oh, Is wow. there anywhere that you would like to leave info for people if they wanted to reach out to you? Um, if, if you'd like to do that, you can do that now. Absolutely. And thank you so much yes. for allowing me to do so. So I am, yes. this is my famous saying, I'm Googleable. So Google Cynthia Mobley Howell and you will find And if you don't want to do that, it's CynthiaMobleyHowell.com. And when you go to CynthiaMobleyHowell.com, that will connect you with all of my social media platforms. So I'm Googleable, Cynthia Mobley Howell or CynthiaMobleyHowell.com. And there I am. And feel free Mm -hmm. to reach out to me. You can email me text, call, what have you. And I will be more than happy to offer any support that you're looking for with regards to mental wellness. Thank you so much for allowing me to do that, Belinda. And can I just say about you quickly, I met you when I was on a, um, I was doing something. I don't know what it was. Billy Johnson. You were doing something. That's right. Yes. And you kept popping in the comments. You were so supportive. I was like, you know what? I like her. I said, now this right here, this this is a real sister right here. She's real. And I you just you just pull, you just was pulling on my spirit. You were just pulling. I'm all right. All right. And here we are. And, yes. and I'm, I'm just so, so, so grateful 
to know you and cannot wait for Power Conference 2023. Ooh, yes. I've been like so excited. <laughs> and let me tell I'm you, excited. Yes. yes, I love you because you operate in excellence, honey. You write down, Amen. you write down my album. So I just Thank had you. to say that. You thank are you. I appreciate excellent. that. Yes, ma'am. Thank, you, ma yes, thank ma you so much. Oh, I appreciate your kind words so much. Thank you so much. And it's funny how God will connect you with yes. people, you know, yes. because you were pulling on my spirit. And I'm like, wow, there's something there. There's something there. But, you know, I'm like, Lord, thank you. God has a way. Yes. God has yes. a way. So, yes, I'm excited about the conference coming up. Thank you that you're going to be in that lineup. Yes, indeed. So I'm so excited. But thank you again for the time that you spent with us on today. Guys, she is amazing. So please don't be shy. Connect with her. She has a wealth of knowledge and can be such a support uh, for you. But guys, as we end the show, I always have to end. If you want to connect with me, you can do so. I have several platforms. You can connect with me on Facebook under B. Wright Jones, Instagram under Keep Looking Up and the number seven on Twitter. Keep Looking Up with two P's and my website is brightjones.com. Com. As always, thank you so much for spending this time with us and always remember to keep looking up. All right, guys, be blessed. Until next time, have a good one. Bye-bye. All right.